0: Cantos 27-35 to 35 of Book 5 of the Ramayana of Balmiki Translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by three Canto 27 Trichetta's Dream Their threats unfeared, their counsels pawned, the demon's breasts with fury burned. Some sought the giant king to bear the tale of Sita's fixed despair. With treads and taunts renewed, the rest around a weeping lady pressed. But of softer mould, irascious matron, wise and old, with pity for the captive moved, in words like these the fiends reproved. Me, me, she cried, eat me, but spare the spouse of the sedate's air. Last night I dreamt a dream, and still the fear at all my bosom chill, for in that dream I saw foreshown our race by Rama's hand overthrown. I saw a chariot high in air, of ivory exiting fair. A hundred steeds that chariot drew, as swiftly through the clouds it flew, and clothed in white. With wreaths that shone, the sons of Raghu rode thereon. I looked and saw this lady here, clad in the purest white, appear high on the snow-white hill, whose feet the angry waves of ocean beat. And she and Rama met at last, like light and sun when night is past. Again I saw them side by side, on Ravan's car they seemed to ride. And with the princely Lakshman flee To northern realms beyond the sea. Then Ravan, shaved and shorn, besmeared, With oil from head to foot, appeared. He quaffed, he raved, his robes were red, Fierce was his eye and bare his head. I saw him from his chariot thrust, I saw him rolling in the dust. A yeoman came and dragged away, the stricken giant where he lay, And on a car which asses drew, The monarch of our race she drew. He rose erect, he danced and laughed, With toasty lips the oil he quaffed, Then with wild eyes and streaming mouth, Sped on the chariot to the south. Then dropping oil from every limb, His sons the princes, followed him, And kumbhakarn shaved and shone, was southward on a camel-born, Then royal Lanka reeled and fell, With gate and tower and citadel. This ancient city, far renowned, All life within her walls was drowned, And the wild waves of ocean rolled Over Lanka and her streets of gold. Warned by these signs I bid you fly, Or by the hand of Rama die, whose vengeance will not spare the life of one who vexed his fateful wife. Your bitter taunts and threats forgo, comfort the lady in her woe, and humbly pray her to forgive, for so you may be spared and leave. I omit the twenty-eight and twenty-ninth cantos as an unmistakable interpolation instead of advancing the story it goes back to canto 27 containing a lamentation of sita after Ravan has left her and describes the auspicious signs sent to cheer her the throbbing of her left eye arm and side the canto is found in the bengal recension gorisio translates it and observes i think that chapter 28 the auspicious signs is an addition a later interpolation by the rhapsodists. It has no bond of connection either with what precedes or follows it, and may be struck out not only without injury to, but positively to the advantage of the poem. The meter in which this chapter is written differs from that which is generally adopted in the course of the poem. Canto thirty Hanuman's Deliberation the banner watched, concealed each word of Sita and the fiends he heard, and the mage of anxious thought, his quick conceiving bosom wrought. At length, my watchful eyes have seen, pursued so long the mightal queen, sought by our banner hosts in vain, from east to west, from main to main. A cautious spy have I explored. The palace of the RAKSHA'S lord, and thoroughly lawned, concealed from sight the giant monarch's power and might. And now my task must be to cheer the royal dame who sorrows here. For if I go and soothe her not, a captive in this distant spot, she, when she finds no comfort nigh, will sink beneath her woes and die. How shall my tale, if consoled I leave her, be to Rama told? How shall I answer Raghu's son? No message from my darling, none. The husband's red, the fiery fanned, will scorch me lifeless where I stand. Or if I urge my lord the king, to Lanka's isle his hosts to bring, in vain will be his jail, in vain. The toil, the danger, and the pain, yea, this occasion must I seize that from a god the lady frees to win her ear with soft address and whisper hope in dire distress, shall I a puny banner choose the Sanskrit man delight to use, if, as a man of Brahman kind, I speak the tongue by rules refined, the lady yielding to half fears. WILL THINK, IT IS RAVEN'S VOICE SHE HEARS. I MUST ASSUME MY ONLY PLAN, THE LANGUAGE OF A COMMON MAN. YET IF THE LADY SEES ME NIGH, IN TERROR SHE WILL START AND CRY, AND ALL THE DEMON BAND ALARMED WILL COME WITH VARIOUS WEAPONS ARMED. WITH THEIR WILD SHOUTS THE GROVE WILL FILL, AND STRIVE TO TAKE ME OR TO KILL. AND AT MY DEATH OR CAPTURE DIES, THE HOPE OF RAMA'S ENTERPRISE. FOR NONE CAN LEAP, SAVE ONLY ME, A HUNDRED leagues ACROSS THE SEA. IT IS A SIN IN ME, I OWN, TO TALK WITH JANAK'S CHILD ALONE. YET GREATER IS THE SIN IF I BE SILENT AND THE LADY DIE. FIRST I WILL UTTER RAMA'S NAME and laud the hero's gifts and fame. Perchance the name she holds so dear will soothe the fateful lady's fear. Canto 31 Hanuman's Speech Then in sweet accents low and mild the banner spoke to Janak's child. A noble king by sin unstained, the mighty Dasarat reign, Lord of the warrior's car and steed, The pride of old Dikshaku's seed, A faithful friend, a blameless king, Protector of each living thing, A glorious monarch strong to save, Blessed to the bliss he freely gave. His son, the best of all who know, The science of the banded bow, Was Moonbright Rama, brave and strong, who loved the right and loaded the wrong, Who never from kingly duty swerved, Loved by the lands his might preserved, His feet the path of law pursued, His arm rebellious foes subdued, His sire's command the prince obeyed, And banished sought the forest shade, Where with his wife and brother he wandered a saintly devotee. There, as he roamed the wilds, he slew, The bravest of the Raksha's crew. The giant king, the prince, beguiled, And stole his consort, Janak's child. Then Rama robed the country round, And a foreign friend, Sugriva, found. Lord of the Bana race, expelled From his own realm which Bali held. He conquered Bali and restored The kingdom to the rightful lord. Then by Sugriva's high decree, The banner legion searched for thee. Sampati's counsel bade me leap A hundred leagues across the deep, And now my happy eyes have seen At last the long-sought metal queen. Such was the form, the eye, the grace Of her whom Rama bade me trace. He ceased, her flowing locks she drew, To shield her from a stranger's view, Then, trembling in her wild surprise, Raised to the tree her anxious eyes. Canto thirty-two, Sita's Doubt Her eyes the mighty lady raised, And on the monkey speaker gazed. She looked, and trembling at the sight, Wept bitter tears in wild affright. She shrank a while with fear distraught, Then, nerved again, the lady thought, Is this a dream mine eyes have seen, This creature by our laws unclean? Oh, may the gods keep Rama, Still, and Lakshman and sire from ill. It is no dream I have not slept, But travel-worn have watched and wept. Afar from that dear lord of mine, for whom, in ceaseless woe, I pine. No art may soothe my wild distress, Or lull me to forgetfulness. I see but him, my lips can frame, No syllable but Rama's name. Each sight I see, each sound I hear, Brings Rama to mine eye or ear. The wish was in my heart and hence, The sweet illusion marked my sense. It was but a phantom of the mind, And yet the voice was soft and kind. Be glory to the eternal sire, Be glory to the lord of fire, The mighty teacher in disguise, And Indra with his thousand eyes, And may they grant the truth to be, Even as the words that startled me. Canto XXIII. The Kalaki down from the tree hanuman came and humbly stood before the dame then joining reverend palm to palm addressed her thus with words of balm why should the tears of sorrow rise sweet lady to those lovely eyes as when the wind-swept river floods to half-expanded lotus buds who art thou o most fair of face of usur or celestial race Did Nagamada gave thee birth, For sure thou art no child of art Do Rudras claim that heavenly form, Or the swift gods who ride the storm, Or art thou Rohini the blessed, that star more lovely than the rest, Reft from the moon thou lovest well, And doomed a awhile on art to dwell. Or canst thou, fairest wonder, be The starry queen Arundhati, Fled in thy wrath or jealous pride From her dear lord, Basista's side? Who is the husband, father, son, or brother, O thou loveliest one, Gone from this world in heaven to dwell, For whom those eyes with weeping swell? Yet by the tears those sweet eyes shed, Yet by the art that bears thy tread, By calling on a monarch's name, No goddess but a royal dame. Art thou the queen, fair lady, say, Whom Ravan stole and bore away? Yea, by that agony of woe, That form unrivaled here below, That votive garb thou art I win, King Janak's child and Rama's queen. Hope at the name of Rama woke, and thus the gentle lady spoke I am that Sita, wooed and won by Dasarat's royal son, the noblest of the Ikshaku's line, and every earthly joy was mine. But Rama left his royal home in Dundak's tangled wilds to roam, where with Sumitra's son and me he lived a saintly devotee. The giant Ravan came with guile, And bore me dance to Lankar's isle. Some respite yet the fiend allows, Two months of life to Rama's powers. Two moons of hopeless woe remain, And then the captive will be slain. Canto XXXIV Hanuman's Speech Thus spoke the dame in mournful mood. And Hanuman his speech renewed. O lady, by thy lord's decree, I come a messenger to thee. Thy lord is safe with steadfast friends, and greeting to his queen he sends. And Lakshman, ever faithful, bows his reverent head to Rama's powers. Through all her frame the rapture ran, as does again the dame began. Now verily the truth I know of the wise saw of long ago. Once only in a hundred years true joy to living man appears. He marked her rapture-beaming hue, and nearer to the lady drew. But at each onward step he took, suspicious fear her spirit shook. Alas, alas, she cried in fear false is the tale i joyed to hear it is Robin, it is the fiend who tries to mock me with a new disguise if thou to wring my omen's heart hast changed thy shape by magic art and wouldst the helpless dame beguile the wicked deed is doubly vile but no that fiend thou canst not be such joy i had from seeing thee But if my fancy does not err, And thou art Rama's messenger, The glories of my lord repeat, For to these ears such words are sweet. The banner knew the lady's thought, And gave the answer fondly sought. Bright as the sun that lights the sky, Dear as the moon to every eye, He scatters blessings over the land, Like bounties from Bhishravan's hand. Like Vishnu, strong and unsubdued, Unmatched in might and fortitude. Wise, truthful, as the lord of speech, With gentle words he welcomes each. Of noblest mould and form is he, Like love's incarnate deity. He quells the fury of the foe, And strikes when justice prompts the blow. Safe in the shadow of his arm, The world is kept from scathe and harm. Now soon shall Ravan rue his theft, And fall of realm and life bereft. For Rama's wrathful hand shall wing, His shafts against a giant king. The day Omaitel Queen is near, When he and Lakshman will be here, And by their side Sugriva lead, His countless hosts of barner breed. Sugriva's servant I, by name, Hanuman by his order came. With desperate leap I'd crossed the sea, To Lanka's isle in search of thee. No traitor, gentle dame, am I, Upon my word and fate rely. Canto thirty-five, Hanuman's Speech With joyous heart she heard him tell Of the great lord she loved so well. And in sweet accents, soft and low, Spoke, half forgetful, of our woe. How didst thou stand by Rama's side? How came my lord and thou allied? How met the people of the Ood With men on terms of brotherhood? Declare each grace and regal sign That decks the lords of Raghu's line. Each circumstance and look relate, Tell Rama's form and speech and gait Thy fear and doubt, he cried, Dispelled, Hear lady, what mine eyes beheld, hear the imperial signs that grace the glory of Ikshaku's race, with moon bright face and lotus eyes, most beautiful and good and wise, with sunlight glory round his head, long suffering as the art we tread. He from all foes his realm defends, Yea, over the world his care extends. He follows right in all his ways, And never from royal duty strays. He knows the law that strengthens kings, His heart to truth and honor clings. Each grace and gift of form and mind Adorns that prince of humankind, And virtues like his own and due, his brother, ever firm and true. Over all the land they roamed distraught, and thee with vain endeavor sought, until at length their wandering feet trod wearily on our wild retreat. Our banished king Sugriva spied the princes from the mountain side. By his command I sought the pair and led them to our monarch there. Does Rama and Sugriva met, And joined the bonds that need them yet, When each besought the other's aid, And friendship and alliance made. An arrow launched from Rama's bow, Laid Bali dead, Sugriva's foe. Then by commandment of our lord, The banner hosts each land explored. We reached the coast, I crossed the sea, and found my way at length to thee. End of Cantos 27 to 35